Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today and welcome to the More to Movement podcast, the show about why your movement matters and how to get optimal results through science-backed practical solutions. Today is part two of my Mobilize and Move series, and I am jumping into phase one of my PUMP process to enhance mobility. Now, PUMP is an acronym, P-U-M-M-P, and each of those letters represents a phase that can maximize your mobility efforts. This should be a lot of fun. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to the More to Movement podcast, where we break down the science behind movement and provide you with tangible takeaways so you can take charge of your health and fitness and achieve lasting results. If you're ready to optimize your efforts, move with purpose, and invest in your health and performance with confidence and vigor, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Pete Rowletter. What's up, movers? Welcome back to the show, and thanks for tuning in to part two of the Mobilize and Move series. As I stated earlier, these next several episodes are dedicated to going through each phase of the pump process. And we're doing that so that you have a really good grasp of this content and that you can apply it appropriately so that it can fit your needs and help you get the results you're wanting. So the start of this process may seem too simple, really, really simple in fact, but I assure you it's monumental. So consider this quote, would you? You're only as solid as what you build on. One more time. You're only as solid as what you build on. And the first P of the pump process couldn't be more aligned with this quote. So the first P stands for proper position. Proper position. I saw a really great Instagram post by Dr. Aaron Horshig of Squat University. And just a side note, if you haven't checked out his stuff, you should. The man is right on. Great content. He's a great person to follow. His post said, every single lift starts with two simple steps, a breath and a brace. And I loved it because it seems so elementary, yet I know most people don't understand what bracing is or how they should breathe during exercise. And not just training, but in everything you do. Now, I've talked about position so many times before that I would not be surprised if some of you guess what this first phase was. Good for you if you got it. Our position should be kept in constant check to create good movement habits with less restriction, imbalance, or discomfort. What's the point of doing all of these other mobility techniques if we just undo it all because we're consistently in bad positions, just reinforcing imbalance and tissue restriction? Seems counterproductive. When I mention bracing, most people envision contracting every single muscle in their abdomen and like turning red and with veins popping out of their head and stuff. Better yet, when I say a neutral spine, that's a fun one. When I say neutral spine, most people think of like a stiffened upper back, like just a stiff board as if neutral spine means straight. Though it seems simple, it has to be addressed. That's why the first phase of this process is proper position goes back to that quote that I said earlier that you're only as solid as what you build on. If your starting position is poor, your movement will be poor. And as I said earlier, in everything you do, we need to be conscious of our spinal position. Now, why is it important? If we don't have a neutral braced spine, we decrease our stability, which limits force production and can lead to muscle imbalance and dysfunction. Further, a poorly braced spine won't mitigate those shear forces that are traveling through your torso and they can lead to injury. 
What are shear forces? So real quick, those are unaligned forces that push the structure in one direction while another force pushes it in the opposite direction. Let me give you a visual. Think of a running back getting tackled by defenders from his right side and his left side simultaneously with the one on the right hitting his upper body and the one on his left taking out his legs. Now, I think there was a movie, an old movie that had a scene like this and the player's body was ripped into two pieces for comedic effect. And it was a bit dramatic, of course, but it does paint a picture of sheer forces. Now, imagine those forces at your lower back. If you're squatting and start to arch your back, you begin to lose that spinal alignment and increase the sheer forces, causing the tissue to strain to maintain that integrity. This may lead to injury, but will definitely disrupt your ability to produce force. So what is neutral spine? I mentioned it in my go-to shoulder assessment episode, but to remind you, you want a stacked posture with the ears in line with your shoulders and your shoulders in line with your hips. But how do we achieve that? Here's the problem. Most people stiffen up like a board to straighten their backs and they pull their shoulders back, but they neglect to notice that they usually arch their lower backs and stick their butts out when they do that. What they have done is exaggerated the neutral spine and then they put themselves into spinal extension. So how do we achieve neutral spine? We achieve it by understanding how to brace the body so that we are in a proper position in everything that we do. Again, bracing should be done all the time. When we stand, when we sit, and of course, when we lift, we want to train the body always to stabilize and support. If we create those habits, we will see many of our discomforts and movement issues subside. It needs to be habitual. And for it to become a habit, we have to focus on it all the time. We have to be conscious of it and practice it all the time. Now that you understand the importance of bracing, let me go through the steps of the bracing sequence. And you want to try this sequence as often as you can. So number one, root your feet into the ground with your toes forward. You want to keep them forward through this step. Then rotate out from the hips like you're screwing your feet into the ground. And remember, you want to keep your toes forward while doing this. If you can, keep the thought of your feet as roots of a tree in your head because roots are stationary and your feet should stay stationary as you do this. Visualize your leg as a screw and as you externally rotate or turn out at the hip, this will create external torque and that is vital for stability. And keep in mind, I'm going to talk about torque later because this topic is so essential. It deserves its own episode and I could talk about torque for days and I just might with my next episode. So torque is important. We'll talk about it. But right now what we need to know is that we need to establish torque and create that torque at the, at the hips. So keep that in mind. Number two, squeeze your glutes or your butt to get your hips in a neutral position. Pull those hips down, especially you have an anterior pelvic tilt, squeezing those glutes, help put those hips back into that neutral position. Number three, breathe in. Then as you breathe out, engage your abdominals. An easy way to think of it, an easy prompt is tummy tight. I like to say that tummy tight. This creates pressure around your spine, which increases stability. This is why it's so important to breathe with your diaphragm, but I'll talk more about that in a bit. Number four, finally, you want your shoulders aligned. So with your arms by your sides, turn your hands so your palms face out. 
making sure that the movement is initiated at the shoulders. Once your shoulders are aligned, keep them there as you move your hands and your arms. You should feel engaged and stable, but relaxed. This should not make you lightheaded because you're squeezing your muscles so hard. We don't want that. This isn't flexing on on stage. What we're doing is we're engaging. You should be able to stay engaged and go about your day. So you should be able to brace and go about your day. As I'm sitting here recording this right now, I'm braced. It takes a lot of repetition before this becomes natural, but the only way to get there is to do it often. Obviously, the intensity of this brace position will change based on what you're doing. If you're getting ready to squat 200 kilos, then your engagement should be turned all the way up, right? But if you are sitting at your desk typing an email, the engagement will be significantly less. So using the volume analogy, if a max lift is a blaring 10, your daily activity should be about a two or three. You should notice it, but it shouldn't be taxing. Exercise can range between four and eight on that scale, but it can be cranked up all the way if you're at all out effort. Here's where breathing comes in. As I mentioned, breathing the right way through your diaphragm ensures that we have the intra-abdominal pressure necessary for spinal stability and integrity. Unfortunately, most of us are in bad positions all day, which force us to take shallow breaths through the chest, not through the diaphragm. Try it. Slump yourself forward at the shoulders and take a deep breath. So if you're sitting right now, slump your shoulders forward and then try to take a deep breath. You probably felt that breath in your chest. Now, go through the bracing process that I just covered and breathe in again. You'll notice the breath moves down. This is diaphragmatic breathing. This is what we want to do. So here are some takeaways for you to get started on implementing the proper position. Number one, set a reminder on your phone to go through the bracing sequence five times a day. If you can do more, great. Rock on, do it. But a minimum, five times a day. So when you wake up, first thing, go through the bracing sequence. Mid-morning, mid-afternoon, evening, and right before bed. Go through the sequence twice and maintain that position for five breath cycles. What we're trying to do is create the habit of this position. If you want to do it more, again, do it. The goal is to set the foundation and build on it. It will be difficult to remember at first, but I promise you the more you do it, the more habitual it becomes. You just have to be mindful of it. And when I say mindful, there should be something that jumps to mind right now. The movement mindset. Talked about it a million times. So hopefully that's on the tip of your tongue right there. The movement mindset. Takeaway number two, 90-90 breathing. This is a great technique to improve diaphragmatic breathing. It's called 90-90 breathing. Lie down on the ground on your back and flex your hips and knees to 90 degrees. When I say flex your knees and your hips, what I mean is bring your knees up towards your chest and then bend your knees so that you have a 90 degree angle both at your hips and at your knees. And then you're going to want to support your lower legs on a bench or the couch or something like that. This will put the knees and the hips at a 90-90 position. Place one hand on your stomach and practice breathing deep so that you feel your stomach rise and fall with every breath. Focus on slow, controlled breaths. That's 90-90 breathing. Give that a shot.
Takeaway number three, crocodile breathing. With this one, you want to lie down on your stomach and you want to put your arms in front of you so that you can rest your forehead on your forearms. Then with slow, controlled breaths, inhale deep so your stomach pushes against the floor. Then exhale and let your body sink back into the floor. This is one of my favorites for training that diaphragmatic breathing that I've been talking about. All right, so you have the first phase of the pump process, the first P of the pump process, proper position. And proper position is the essential first step for effective and efficient mobilization. Getting in the proper position gets us off the hamster wheel of correcting the same old problems. Like I said earlier, why go through all the trouble mobilizing tissue if we just undo it all because we're consistently in bad positions, just reinforcing imbalance and tissue restriction? Fix your position so you can make some headway with your mobilization efforts. I promise y'all it will be worth it. Promise. Next time, I am jumping into the next phase of the pump process, and you don't want to miss it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you're the first to hear it as soon as it goes live. I'd really appreciate it. I also appreciate you listening to this episode and spending some time with me today. As always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. It's what I'm here for. I look forward to chatting with you all soon. Take care of yourselves and each other. And remember, wherever you are, keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of More to Movement with your host, Pete Rowletter. If you enjoyed the show, please visit moretomovement.com where you can find this episode's show notes along with more episodes and articles to empower you on your journey.